0: Hello and welcome in to the On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, super fan and addict of all things Cincinnati Reds. And I've turned my addiction into information for you today. We are going to talk about some things. Is Luis Castillo available for trade and who else may be leaving? Is this another bad rebuild or is this something more? We're going to talk about that here on today's Locked On Reds podcast. Thanks for making us your hashtag first listen of the day. You can find Locked On Reds everywhere podcasts are sold. And hey, we are free. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Bengals, background, Locked on Reds. So, yeah, this is Locked on Reds. Thanks for joining us today. The big news that came out just as I was really preparing today's show Luis Castillo might, well, he might be available, but he's garnering interest from multiple teams around the league. Wanted to show you this tweet from John Morosi it is uh talking about basically what's going on surrounding Luis Castillo if you remember la- right last year during the offseason the last offseason there were rumors about the Reds trying to trade Castillo and lots of it came from different national reporters and here's another one John Morosi says this trade market news: Reds right-handed pitcher Luis Castillo, who had a 2.73 ERA from June 1st onward, already is drawing interest from teams across Major League Baseball. The Reds are willing to engage in talks on to, on the 28-year-old, who will be eligible for free agency after the 2023 season. Willing to engage in talks. This is interesting because when you're looking at this Reds team, you can see where a revamp might be valuable. Maybe he kind of changed up the guard a little bit, but the have, these have to be executed correctly. No one should be untouchable, but we have zero idea if this front office can even come through in this type of a trade. Look, we are talking about the idea of trading the guy who talent wise is the reds ace with his stuff, with the pitches that he throws, he is the reds ace. So if you're going to trade him, this has to be the kind of deal that alters the future of this franchise, and not just the long-term future, but the current future right now, like near future. 2022 has to be significantly changed if Luis Castillo is going to be dealt. One reason that I have a huge question about this is that the more and more that I see the moves that the Reds have made ever since Dick Williams left, it really seems like Nick crawl is a mouthpiece for ownership. He is carrying out their plans. That was something that I noticed whenever uh, the Wade Miley move happened, and we'll talk more about that later on in today's show, is that people were saying that Nick crawl didn't know what he was doing. They're saying that he's terrible, he's awful at his job. I don't believe that. Here's the problem with what Nick Crawl has been doing here recently, though. It is very evident that there are meetings that are being had in boardrooms at Great American Ballpark that involve ownership group members like Bob and Phil Castellini, and you've got Nick Crawl sitting in there, and I almost envision like they're sitting around a table and they're just like, what are we going to do to cut payroll? What are we going to do to save money? This is what we need you to do, Nick Crawl. Go do it. This isn't really something where Nick Kroll is coming up with a plan and running the Reds the way that he wants to. I firmly believe that Nick Kroll has had a beautiful career with this franchise, working his way up through the front office, and deserved the promotion. The only thing is, I think he got this promotion with a caveat that he was going to work with ownership. There have been lots of unconfirmed reports that one of the reasons Dick Williams left is that he was kind of stiff-arming ownership while improving the team over here so he's got the team he's building it he's making it a championship caliber and all the while he's stiff arming ownership like trust me let me do my thing and he got tired of doing that Nick crawls not doing that Nick crawl is following the plan of ownership and ownership wants to cut payroll and that's what's happening so With these rumors about Luis Castillo, one thing has to be clear. You have to improve the current standing of this franchise. You have to improve the near future of this franchise. This cannot be a deal just to save money. His his arbitration this year, according to Spot Track, has him around eight million, maybe nine million, depending on how the meetings go and how the settlement goes and things like that between the team and the player, but he is going to be making just a shade under Wade Miley money. So they probably will look at some options here, but this has to be franchise this has to alter the franchise's course. No pressure. Also, another guy who could be dealt um, And there's not been any tweets that have named him, but based on Wade Miley, based on Tucker Barnhart and based on contracts that the Reds actually could move based on the performance of the player, Sonny Gray could also be on that, uh, block the the trading block for the Cincinnati Reds. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him because this is how we will judge this front office, to say that what the front office has done right now is worthy of judgment is foolish. I understand that. And what I want you to understand when it comes to Nick crawl is it's not as if he came in to Dick Williams seat and said, I'm just going to tear everything down. That's my plan. That's why I got this chair. The reason that he got this chair is because he was going to go along with ownership and cut payroll. And that is what the reds have done ever since Dick Williams left. And it is very evident to me, and it should be evident to you, that we as Reds fans should be eternally grateful for everything that Dick Williams did during his short tenure as president of baseball operations for the Cincinnati Reds. Because he was awesome. He was aggressive. He built a team that could win. And they are now, for lack of a better word, tearing it down. They're saying it's not a rebuild. What is it? Hopefully, we will know soon. The next move will be the most telling move that the Reds make. I firmly believe that because everything that they've done so far has been very disappointing. All right, coming up here in just a minute, I want to talk about Castellanos. They offered him a qualifying offer. I'm going to tell you what that means. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you about DirecTV Stream. It's the best way to bring all of your entertainment options under one television screen and bring your television into the 21st century. Look, among the different streaming options that you have, you probably have three or four, maybe even five or six different profiles on different streaming services. Consolidate that. Bring it all under one TV screen with Direct TV Stream. Go to directtv.com right now and learn about Direct TV Stream. You can get all of your favorite live television shows. You've got great on-demand options as well. Whether you're talking about sitcoms, dramas, if you love reality TV, like I love Survivor, different things like that, live sports as well, movies, they're all in one television screen under Direct TV. Stream. Bring your television into the 21st century today at DirectTV.com. Compatible devices required, and DirectTV stream contents vary by package. That's DirectTV.com. All right. Uh, with, with this weird off season so far of subtraction, where we've seen players leave, we wonder who's coming back. If anybody's coming back, who is? going to be signed because let's look at it this way. And the more my, my initial reaction to the Wade Miley thing was very, very negative. And I'm going to expound on that here in just a minute when we talk about Wade Miley, but there were a lot of people that took the Wade Miley news and then ascribed a, all right, step one is Wade Miley getting waived. Step two is we don't, or the Reds don't offer a qualifying offer to Nick Castellanos. that. Prove to be false. The Reds actually extended the qualifying offer to Nick Castellanos over the weekend, which is a shade over $18 million for next year. Should he accept that? I fully believe that he won't. I think that there is a tiny 00.000001% chance that he picks it up. Don't think he does. Thinks he's going to decline it and become a free agent. Because And actually, we'll get into that in a minute. What happens is if he declines that qualifying offer and then through free agency goes to another team, if he signs a deal that is worth $50 million or more, and that's total, that's not $50 million a year, that's $50 million total, then the Reds get a compensatory pick after the first round. If he signs a total deal that is less than $50 million, which I would find very strange indeed, and I don't think is going to happen at all, but if for some reason he does, the Reds will get a compensatory pick at the end of the second round. So something will come of it. The Reds will get a draft pick, but they will then have a huge hole in the outfield that they must fix. The chances that he accepts the qualifying offer, again, pretty much none. Chances he returns are not much better than that. If, if the chances he accepts the qualifying offer are like 0.0001%, then the chances he comes back are like 0.0001%. I forgot how many zeros they said, whatever. And this is like that GIF from dumb and dumber whenever Jim Carrey goes. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Really, really tiny. Like even less than Jim Carrey getting with that chick in dumb and dumber. And now you look at this and the Reds have around $16 million, what he was making last year. He was due to have a bit of a raise this coming season, but they've got money to play with. And uh, the interesting thing with that is that um, Netcrawl was asked in the post-Wade Miley chaos in, in the Zoom conference that he held after all of that went down, he was asked if that money – Would be reallocated if the money that they weren't spending on Wade Miley and the one and the money that they aren't going to spend on Nick Castellanos, if that's going to be reallocated into different areas of the roster, if they're going to bring players in, they're going to make trades, things like that. His simple answer was, I cannot comment on payroll decisions at this time. I'm telling you, every time this guy talks, like he either seems like the mechanic that's that's going to just gouge you on your on your car that you need to fix, or it's like in that movie Office Space, whenever the consultants come in and try and figure out exactly where they can cut parts of the organization, he just seems like a consultant that's here to cut, and really that's all he's gonna do. And I hope that's not the case because if we're talking about trading Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray and different players and things like that, and the only objective that they have is to save money, we're going to be in for a long period of time where the Reds aren't going to be expected to do anything. And I hate that thought. Got a tweet from uh, Matty Wayne at, on Twitter. He was saying, "Like, well, see you in 2025. I guess all we got to hang our hat on off this last rebuild was 2020 and here we go again. Hopefully you're wrong, Maddie, but if they're just going to be worried about saving money, then yeah, I don't know. They can use this money to get a couple of different positions. They don't have to spend $16 million on one player. They don't have to go out and get a Kyle Schwarber. There are ways that they can fill the roster with competent dudes that don't cost as much. I firmly believe. And that's something that we'll hash out over the course of this week. But on the same side of that coin is what are they going to do? Because anytime you ask them, if they're going to add, they give you a non answer. They give you a can't comment on that right now. That's not, that's, that's even worse than saying no. I, I I don't know. Uh, This was interesting to see. I was glad that they extended Castellanos the qualifying offer, but at the end of the day, Castellanos is not going to be a red next year because I don't believe that they're going to pony up because he's going to get more than $18 million a year. You can bet on that. I don't know that betonline.ag has a prop bet for that, but you could if they did. I I would, and I don't think the odds would be very good in that happening because it should be, or the, the odds wouldn't be very good as a value. The odds would be astronomical that he wouldn't take the qualifying offer and that he would make more money on the open market. That's just what's going to happen. All right, coming up, I've got some more thoughts. That's going to tidy up the Wade Miley news. I had that emergency podcast on Friday where I just lost it. I'm going to have a little bit more coherent thoughts coming up in just a moment. Before we talk about that though, I want to tell you about built bar built bar is the best protein bar on the market bar none because it's made With 100% real chocolate, we're talking about the health of a protein bar, the healthy statistics like low calories, high in fiber, low in sugar, high in protein, but it tastes great too. Your mind is going to think that you're getting your candy fill. Have you ate too much Halloween candy? You probably have. This will make you feel like you're eating Halloween candy, but it's going to be actually healthy for you. You're going to do an end around on your brain and just totally increase your health with this beautiful snack of Built Bar. Check them out today at Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. Restock, if you haven't already, for the holidays coming up with Thanksgiving. We've got all kinds of great pie flavors that are going to be coming in at Built.com. You've also got the mainstays like Cherry Bar, Sia, and Coconut, and you've got great stuff like Double Chocolate and Peanut Butter Brownie. All sorts of amazing options can be found at Built.com. Use that promo code, like I said, LOCKED15, to save 15% off your next order at Built.com. All right, one last thing to talk about here in today's episode. We've talked about the uh, news about Castillo and the interest that's coming from around the league, which, by the way, don't you remember the report that they had last off? There was some reporter who errantly said that the Yankees had completed a trade to acquire Luis Castillo from the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, just uh, you know, brace yourself for more of that. And we talked about Castellanos and the qualifying offer. Now, let's kind of tidy up the Wade Miley thing. I got more Miley musings for you here in this final uh, segment of today's podcast. Miley was put on waivers simply because over the course of a month during the playoffs and, and all that different stuff, the Reds were trying to see if anybody was interested in trading for Wade Miley after the World Series was over. And they got no takers. I, th- I, I find that a little hard to believe, but I also think that they were probably asking for a little bit better return than they got for Tucker Barnhart. And they were also trying to see who wanted to pick up a $10 million option on a thirty-five or a, a pitcher who's about to be 35 years old. And for the last two seasons has kind of been bad in the month of September. Well, the last two full seasons. 2019 and 2021. So when you think about it that way, I guess it makes sense that they weren't finding suitors. Plus who knows how many teams are actually, actually have an appetite to add to their payroll before the lockout happens. I'm sure that the list is very short. So again, this leads me to leave that the Reds still could have picked up the $10 million option and dealt him after the lockout was over, after the CBA was cleared up, after spring training had started. And heck, maybe he pitches really good in the first month of the season and his trade value skyrockets. I just, I I find it hard to believe that there wasn't anyone interested. And the fact that the Cubs picked him up off waivers, which come to find out the Cubs were like number five on the waiver order. So it got past four, t- Wade Miley got past four teams before somebody actually put a claim in for him. After the Reds put him on waivers, it surprised Nick Crawl that the Cubs wanted to do that because according to Nick Crawl, the Cubs were reached out to about possibly trading for Wade Miley and they weren't interested. I think there's a reason for that. The, uh, the way that you look at this is other teams were waiting the Reds out because they know the Reds are trying to shed payroll. That makes me very concerned about the rumors surrounding Luis Castillo and the thought that Sonny Gray could be available and different players who were making comparable salaries uh, like Jesse Winker and things like that, Tyler Malley, who through arbitration, their salaries will approach $7, 6000000 million, something like that. And if the Reds are honestly trying to just save money, then other teams are not going to be interested in really discussing uh, significant deals. And that has me concerned about what uh, the fallout is of the Wade-Miley move. And the nice thing was, Nick crawl did confirm in his Zoom conference with the local media that he did have conversations with Wade Miley and Tucker Barnhart well before the news befell them that they were leaving the organization. So at least there's that. I, I appreciate Nick crawl for clearing that up. There was also some other news on the same day that they got rid of Wade Miley, Justin Wilson... P- actually accepted his player option. He picked it up for next year. He'll make a little bit over $2 million. It's like $2.5 million next season. Now, there was language in Justin Wilson's contract that stipulated if he picked up his player option for 2022, a team option would then be created for an undisclosed amount of salary for 2023. Which the Reds and Justin Wilson came to an agreement that if he was going to pick up his player option, the Reds would summarily decline the 2023 option. So Justin Wilson is a Red this season. He will not be at the end of this season. This is his contract year, essentially, because of all of that weird uh, contract uh, language stuff. What, what, what this what this all means for the future and for this off is concerning. But I will say this, despite my initial conniption, I think is the right word I want to use, that I had uh, surrounding the Wade Miley news, you can squint and see a silver lining if for only this reason. Nick Kroll said that they have young pitching in AAA, Hunter Green and Nick Ladello who will compete, and he he did name them eventually in this press conference. He said that Hunter Green and Nick Ladello will come into spring training with the express objective to compete for a starting rotation spot. That's good news. Now, whether or not they follow up on that, whether or not it's a legitimate shot to make the starting rotation, that is only something time will be able to tell us only something that actual spring training results will lead us to understand. If they're only here for a week or two, and then they're sent down to minor league camp in spring training, then we're right back to square one as to how annoying this Wade Miley News is. But if this is something that opens up the possibility of both those guys being in the rotation, how about a rotation of Luis Castillo if he's not traded, Sonny Gray if he's not traded, Tyler Malley, Hunter Green, and Nick in in whatever order that those guys end up being in. That sounds pretty amazing, and Nick slots right back into that left-handed starter spot that they now no longer have since Wade Miley is a Chicago Cub. That's at least a little bit intriguing and makes me not as angry. So we'll see if that happens. We'll see how legitimate a shot they get, but that is the positive that I wanted to leave you with, that although... The news about Wade Miley getting waived and going to a division rival and how terrible that seems and how obvious a message it sends to the rest of the league that the Reds are just trying to shed payroll and don't really actually have a legitimate trade discussion with them because eventually they'll just waive that guy. At the end of the day, it could mean that Hunter Green and Nick Lodello are here on opening day. And that is pretty exciting. All right. That's how we're going to end today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to lockdown reds and watching right here on the YouTube channel. If you haven't already make sure that you're subscribed and make sure that you're following the podcast on your favorite app. That way you don't miss anything that I've got for you as the off season rolls along. It's going to be an off season of transition. The front office has pretty much assured us of that. So make sure you keep it right here and keep making us your hashtag first listen of the day. Now, Go check out the Locked On MLB podcast. As Sully has you covered with plenty of baseball present and past, and some about the possibilities of baseball future. Coming up tomorrow, why making trades right now may not be such a good idea. We'll talk about that and more. It might be the off season, but we are locked on Reds every single day.